Pastor Xavier Reese and the hope of the future. Remember what Paul told the Corinthians, No death, where is your sting? No grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thank be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection. You see, faith in his death and resurrection will cause me to view life differently. First, death differently. Then life differently. Once I know that if I die, I'm with him, then I'm not afraid to live completely in obedience to God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. A raise, promotion, an invitation to join a prestigious club. How many times have you hoped in a promise given, only later to be revealed that it was merely an empty resolution? Today, from his Simple Truth study in the book of 1 Thessalonians, Pastor Xavier reveals the true and irrevocable hope eternal promised to God's children. Let's listen. The message is entitled, Death and Sorrow of the Believer. The Apostle gives an entire section, if you look, to deal with the Lord's return for His church, giving it a greater emphasis in the second part of the epistle, the practical. Paul tells the Thessalonians three things about what happens to the believer at the return of Christ. Those who have died before His return in verses 13 through 18. We have the proclamation of hope in verses 13 and 14. We have the particulars in order, verses 15 through 17. And then we have the purpose of mind in verse 18. For our study, what we want to do is look at the proclamation of hope, which consists of three important truths in verses 13 and 14. Let me read these verses. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, Concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. These are the three important truths that Paul wants you to know about those who have died in Christ prior to his return. First, Paul did not want the Thessalonians to be ignorant concerning the state of their departed loved ones. That's the first part of 13. Very important. Secondly, the last part of 13, Paul did not want the Thessalonians to sorrow as others who have no hope. And then lastly, in verse 14, Paul wanted the Thessalonians to know that Jesus will bring with him those who have died in Jesus. Real simple. But they need to understand. They don't have this information. Let's begin here with the first. Notice Paul did not want the Thessalonians to be ignorant concerning the state of their departed loved ones. First, the concern was to instruct them regarding their spiritual need. Spiritual needs are met by the word of God. Not by emotions, not by persuasion, but by the word. Their concern was, we believe in Christ, we believe he rose from the dead, we believe we're going to be raised, but some have died. Where do they fit? Legitimate question. Notice the state of their spiritual understanding was one word, ignorance. It simply means not to know, lack of understanding. Remember that Paul was only there three weeks. Acts 7, 2 and 10 tells us that. They were new believers who were attempting to make sense of their Christianity apart from their pagan religious beliefs, which taught that the dead went down to the dark underworld from which they never returned. 
That's what the Greeks believed. Notice the ones they were concerned about were those who had fallen asleep, as we said. The ones who had fallen asleep were those who had come to Christ and now had died physically. They had been waiting for the Lord's Son to come from heaven. Chapter 1, verse 10. But they died. Now notice secondly, the last portion of verse 13. Paul did not want the Thessalonians to sorrow as others who have no hope. The teaching is a contrast between the believer and the non-believer, not a denial or prohibition of sorrow. Please understand that. Notice first, their spiritual ignorance had resulted in sorrow. Here's the key. As others. Though they had expected Christ to return and they had accepted Him. They were Christians. They were going through the very same grief as a non-believer. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're going through the same things as the non-believer, why should the non-believer be a Christian like you? There has to be a difference between us, people. Even in sorrow. Their mental, emotional, and physical language was heart-renting, just like the pagans. Notice, secondly, the sorrow which is experienced by all others who are not Christians is one which has no hope regarding their dead loved ones. Underline no hope. Listen, the hope of the believer... Is not, I hope so. The hope of the believer is, I know so. I base it on the truth of God's word. Not my emotions. We do not live by emotions, by feelings. We live through obedience to God's word. There is a sorrow which believers experience. But it is accompanied with the certainty of hope. Knowing we will see our loved ones again if they were in Christ. The sorrow of the believer is experienced as the non-believer. Mentally, emotionally, and physically. Because he or she will miss that loved one and their physical presence and company. You will be broken inside when a loved one dies. Crushed. They will no longer be there to caress, to love, to kiss. But it's not because you don't know what happened or where they're at. And it's for a time. This is not the end. I'm going to see them again. When people die, they either enter eternity lost or separated from God or they're with Christ. You remember Jesus spoke about Lazarus, the beggar who died, and the rich man in Luke 16, 19-31. And the Lazarus was taken to the place of comfort, the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man over to a place of torment. There was a gulf fixed between them. And the rich man looked up to Father Abraham and said, Father Abraham, have Lazarus dip his finger in cool water and cool my tongue, for I'm burning in these flames. He said, son, in your lifetime you had everything. Lazarus had nothing. The implication being, you rejected my word. Now, these are the consequences. He, he was poor, but he accepted me. He's being comforted. He said, well then, why don't you send him back to warn my five brothers? Lest they come to the same place. He says, son, they have Moses, they have the scriptures. If they don't believe them, they will not believe someone that comes back from the dead. By the way, Jesus came back from the dead. They don't believe it. So, it's a real place. Your reservations must be made before you leave. Or you will be sadly disappointed. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you will not enter the kingdom of God. 
Who would believe that they can just get up and go to Mammoth on high season without making reservations? That would be a better chance. Of course not. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you'll perish. You need to make a decision. It's a strong warning. Do you realize that no Muslim can tell you for certain that they're going to be in heaven? Ask any Muslim, are you going to be in heaven? They go, I don't know. But a Christian can look in a person's eyes and say, I won't be in heaven. I know so. Do you know what a relief that is? How I can live life peaceful? How I can encounter the difficulties of life? There's a big difference. The Thessalonians were not to sorrow as others who had no hope. Are you perhaps a Christian sorrowing like that? Then you need to understand what the scriptures say. Notice thirdly here. Verse 14. Paul wanted the Thessalonians to know that Jesus will bring with him those who have died in Jesus. Now, notice first. The common denominator is belief in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. The faith is in a real person. Jesus is the person. The word if does not communicate or imply doubt. It's certainty. Scratch it out and put the word since. That's a better translation. Since. Jesus is his human name as you know. It means Jehovah's salvation. It's the Greek name of the Hebrew name Joshua. It is he who we place a wholehearted trust in. No one else. The faith that one is placing confidence in is on his atoning work. Nothing else. Jesus died and rose again from the dead for us. Now, did you notice something here? Don't miss it. Paul doesn't use the word sleep for Jesus, does he? He uses the word died. Why? Because Jesus tasted death for every man by the grace of God. Hebrews tells us, so that I might not have to die. Now, I will die physically if I die before he comes for his church. But I will not suffer the consequence of physical death. He died, so I don't have to die. I sleep. I go before the Lord. There's a difference. He is the mediator, the high priest, Hebrews 4, 14 and 16 tells us. He ever lives to make intercession for us, Hebrews seven twenty five says. Faith in his death and resurrection will cause me to view death differently. Death is not physical separation to an extent forever. It's physical separation from this body, but presence with him. But if I don't know him, it's eternal separation from God. If Christ had not risen, Paul says, our faith would be in vain, futile, and we would still be in our sins, and those who have died believing in Jesus would have perished. And therefore, our hope in Christ would be only in this life. And we would be most pitiable, or most to be pitied, most miserable above all men and women. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen through 19. If we're all just running around, completely, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to be there, and it's a lie. Boy, we're wasting our time. Paul says, if Christ has not risen, then man, we're wasting our time. People should feel sorry for us. But Jesus rose from the dead. Your resurrection, my resurrection is based on his resurrection. 
Remember what Paul told the Corinthians, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thank be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57. Jesus Christ, the resurrection. You see, faith in his death and resurrection will cause me to view life differently. First, death differently. Then life differently. Once I view death differently, I can live. You understand? Once I know that if I die, I'm with him, then I'm not afraid to live completely in obedience to God. All those anxieties go. Now, everybody boasts when they're young. But you know what? This body gets old. It starts creaking, leaking. I know you young people don't think so, but hang on. Time and gravity will take care of you. Be patient. I am a new creature. All things are passed away. Everything becomes new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 I understand this. I can live. I am able to live life in godliness through the divine nature that he's given me to escape corruption. 2 Peter 1, 3 through 3-4 I am able to understand the things of God. 1 Corinthians 2.12-16 through 16. I can study the word. I can be taught. I can be instructed. I can grow. I can have peace. I can increase. I can enjoy your fellowship. I can enjoy your company. I can enjoy what God does. I can handle the difficulties of life. That peace alone will automatically add life to me. I'm really living. Notice, secondly, the confident hope is that as God raised Jesus from the dead, so God will bring with him those who have slept in Christ. God will bring with him those who have died before his return for his church. It implies they are alive, not dead, as some say about soul sleep. He already said that in chapter 5, verse 10. It clearly teaches that those who have died are what? They're present. They can't come back with him if they're not with him. It's impossible. When this tent is dissolved, and that's what this body is called, a tent, you will put on your eternal abode of heaven. 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 8. You're never found naked. He says it twice. If you leave here and you run a stop sign on the way home and you get hit head on and you die, you'll be instantly present before the Lord. You're not going to have to grab a number and it says 1,400,200,001. Get in line. You don't sleep. You're instantly present. Paul says to be absent from the body is to better. Philippians 1, 21 through 23. To live as Christ, to die is gain. If he died and he went to sleep, what would that gain be? It'd be nothing. Second Corinthians 5, 1 through 8. You're instantly present before the Lord. Notice the word bring. It means to lead. It is used of Paul when he asks to take Mark and bring him with Timothy. In Second Timothy 4.11. It's used of Jesus when... Uh, when he accompanied through the death of the resurrection, many of those who had, who had, had witnessed in that, and in Hebrews 2.10, he says he's bringing many sons to glory. In other words, because of what he's done, and we believe in that, he brings us as sons into glory. Okay? It is his doing. God will bring them with him, those who sleep through Jesus. It refers to those who have died through Jesus, intervention, to remove them from this world, for we belong to who? We belong to Him. We do not belong to ourselves. The word sleep, again, is the error tense here, indicating a single past action. You can only die once, okay? You're dead, you're dead. 
The word in is really the word through in the Greek. It indicates that it is due to his dying for us that we are able to sleep through Jesus. Jesus takes the death for every man. Hebrews 2, nine says. For it is appointed to every man to die once, then the judgment. Hebrews 9.27 says. It certainly means that those who have repented, lived as pilgrims and sojourners, and having died physically, are now present before the Lord. My father's there. If your loved ones have died in Christ, they're there. For Christ is the first fruits to all who have fallen asleep. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Have you ever read the scripture in the Psalms where it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints? Psalm 116, 15. Precious. Valuable. It takes you home. After Sir Walter Raleigh was beheaded in the tower, they found in his Bible these true striking lines written the night before his death. He was beheaded for his Christianity. Listen, even such is time that takes in trust. Our youth, our joys are all we have. And pays us but with age and dust, who in the dark and silent grave, when we have wandered all our ways, shuts up the story of our days, but from this earth, this grave, this dust, my God shall raise me up, I trust. They took everything from him, even his life. But they could not take his faith in the resurrection. Have you placed your confidence in the person of Jesus Christ? Who died for you in order that you might be forgiven? And have eternal life? If you haven't, you need to do that this morning. Because if you die, you will perish for all eternity. No second chance. There is no intermediate state between death and resurrection. There is no such thing as limbo. Purgatory, as the Catholic Church taught me. There, there's no place where you hang out. Have you the confidence that the instant that you die, you're instantly present before the Lord? If you don't, you need to be certain of that. You can't say, well, you know, the people say, well, you know, it'll all work out. Oof. Is that the way you run your checkbook? Well, it'll all work out. I hope not. The Bible prohibits the various practices of pagans that contact the dead, either through familiar spirits, wizards, soothsaying, or necromancy. Listen to the scripture in Deuteronomy. Well, first let me give you the scripture in 1 Samuel 28, 15 through 16. Remember Saul? God was not speaking to him, and he sought the witch of Endor, the medium. He said, now Samuel said to Saul, they brought Saul, Samuel up. Why have you disturbed me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed. For the Philippians or the Philistines make war against me. And God has departed from me and does not answer me anymore, neither by prophet nor by dream. Therefore, I have called you that you may reveal to me what I should do. Then Samuel said, listen, why then do you ask me? Seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy. Whoa. The believer is not to seek mediums. Your dead loved ones, leave them alone. They're with the Lord. People try to contact their dead. Listen to the scripture in the Old Testament, okay? Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14. 
When you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes a son or daughter to pass through the fire, or one who practices, listen, witchcraft, soothsaying, or one who interprets omens, or sorcerers, or one who conjures spells, or mediums, or spiritists, or one who calls upon the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God divides, drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God, for these nations which you will dispose. Listen to soothsayers and diviners, but as far as you are concerned, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. Deuteronomy 18, 9-14 Tarot cards Soothsayers The New Age Movement Channelers Be careful Seances Listen to your parents, your loved ones are Christian They're before the Lord What you will be contacting are demons Not your loved ones Demons Lying spirits. Santeria. All that kind of stuff. Hechiceros from Mexico. Brujos. <laughs> they still are all around today. Now they're cloaked in, quote, quote, the New Age movement. Shirley MacLaine. Out on a limb. It's a broken limb. Have you understood that the loved ones that have gone before the Lord, your friends, if they're Christians, they're there? That is so important. And listen, some of our loved ones, some of our wives, some of our children are not going to be with the Lord. Not everybody's going to accept the Lord. When my son was, um, had a good chance of going to the war, I told him, X, don't go die without Jesus. I will never see you again. Don't go die without Jesus. You'll never see me, your mom, your grandpa, or anybody else. Now, if I tell it to my son, God help me that I don't share that with you. I would be an evil, false shepherd. You need to understand what the Word of God says. And as hard as it is at times, we rest in the righteous character of God. Absolutely. We are to sorrow not as others who have no hope. But we sorrow with hope. We are to comfort each other with these words, verse 18 tells us. What a great comfort. And so, the Thessalonians were to know that God will bring with him those who have died in Jesus. Hmm. Paul's proclamation of hope. Very clear. Very needed. The believer is not to be ignorant concerning the state of their departed loved ones. The believer is not to sorrow as others who have no hope and the believers to know that God will bring with him those who have died in Jesus good stuff grab it 
Let it go down into your heart. And live it. Pastor Xavier Reese and the promise of a future and a hope for those who are truly children of God. And you can pick up a CD copy of today's message, Death and Sorrow of the Believer, for just $4. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is Death and Sorrow of the Believer, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please be sure and include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. What does the future hold for the believer? Find out when you join Pastor Xavier Reese right here on the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com